Hey everybody, we're back for another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly, and this week we have a fully packed show. We talk about Steam finally being released on Linux. It's out of beta. Also, Tesla and Chris Stripping. <laughs> and all this and so much more in beautiful high definition. Geek Gamer Weekly is next. This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode 228, recorded on Sunday, February 17th, 2013, a steamy compile of Linux. Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by Personas, makers of the Studio Live 1602, which packs superior audio quality, performance, and integrated software, including remote control, into a small, affordable package. For more information, visit personas.com. Hey everybody, welcome again to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. This is the Uber podcast for geeks and gamers. We're back. Well, we were here for the past couple of weeks doing some technical previews, and, and now we are here and to bring you our first ever show in high definition. Same kind of show that you're probably ever used to. However, we have a... Uh, a loaded studio of some crazy people. Is that is that the way you do it? Is that how you're supposed to say it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I hear someone's playing something. Who's playing something? Do you hear anything? Oh, it's outside. Yeah. Oh, all right, whatever. Hi, everybody. Jeez. I knew I'm not going crazy. My name is Chase Ninnis. I will be your host. And we got a great panel this week. Starting us off first with this gentleman right here coming to us live from here in the studio. He's thinking intently over there. Here he is, folks, Mr. John Kessler, our resident EVE Online specialist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, give him a round of applause. How are you feeling, John? Not, the duckies are kind of like... You're not little, very ducky today. No. Nope. I'm sorry to hear that, yep. man. Started last weekend. Last weekend I was... You sound congested. Uh, yeah. Um, you sound real congested. Yeah, last weekend I was just curled up in a little ball with a fever sleeping. <laughs> Sorry. Were you sucking your thumb, rocking back and forth? I was out. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. But you know what? I did pull a couple stories that I want your car insight on this mm -hmm. week. So hopefully you'll you'll be game for that. Yeah. All right. Also uh, joining us this week, we've had him on the show before, and he's back by popular demand. One of the proprietors of Jupiter Broadcasting. Oh, hey, Chase. Co-host to me on a show called Unfilter, and John Kessler sneaks in over there. Here Total he is, G uh, Jupiter Broadcasting's own Chris Fisher. Hey, Chris. Hello, hello. How are you, man? Fantastic, Chase. I know you're not very happy that... Fired up, ready to go. Fired up, ready to go. Mm -hmm. Don't have a PR-40. I, I need, I'm ready to go. I, I, I need a PR-40. Uh, 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 I don't sound good. And I'm here for some very important uh, news stories. Yeah, week. very, very, very strictly important. I mean, I, mean, I came loaded. This, this is, is, a, this is a, a very, very serious show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, very serious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Serious. Very serious. Now we're going to go more serious here. Uh, first off, uh, I want to uh, introduce this gentleman. He's uh, a big fan of Minecraft Me, Geek Gamer Weekly. And I decided, well, you know what? We can't have Joe Falby on the show this week. Why? Because he's uh, one of the admins at... PDX Land in Portland, Oregon, and he's busy doing that. 
So we uh, we uh, we we scoured the web, and we found another Joe, a substitute <laughs> Joe, just another Joe, just another Joe. <laughs> Here he is. That- His name is Joe Huckabee. Hey, Joe. Ch- Chase, you need to change my lower third to read just another Joe. Just another Joe. <laughs> No, it's really good to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. Um, and uh, we'll come back to you in a minute because there's going to be some questions like, who are you and okay. why are you here? Uh, <laughs> other other than the fact that you have an ATR 2100. That's, that's, that's yes, the Yes, just only, like Joe does. Just like Joe does. <laughs> that laugh you hear is like top shelf if you're listening to 99.9 KISW in Seattle. Mm. He's on the show uh, once again. I don't know why, but here he is, John Bub. So also, as I figured out what Chase is doing now, he, he's trying to find replacements for everybody in the studio. He, he's he's got a John sub, a Joe sub. Pretty oh, soon, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I'm gonna need a Chris mm-hmm. sub here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, if I if I can actually find a Chase sub, then not I'll possible. do it. Not oh, possible. not possible. Don't don't inflate my ego, please. Okay, so. We have a great show lined up for you guys. A huge show. Uh, a stupendous show. So big, we can't believe that this show could contain it. But it's been contained in the best lower... Th- no, no. Wrong show. There's another lower third. Better lower third than mine lower third. So before we get into the stories, I want to introduce Jay H- uh, Joe Huckabee. I was going to say Jay Huckabee. See, I always say his chat room name, Jay Huckabee. So that's my fault. Everyone does. It's fine. But but Joe, uh, you've done a lot of cool things for a lot of uh, internet broadcasters. You you've actually built Twitter, a really cool meme cabinet and such. But but your 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 experience doesn't go to carpenting, uh, carpentry, <laughs> Carp- carpeting. You actually putting carpet. We need another chase sub. Yeah, we need a sub. Um, <laughs> but Joe, uh, why don't you real quick can talk? Why don't you real quick uh, tell people a little bit about your background and what you do? Certainly, I'd be happy to. <laughs> Well, I'm actually a programmer by trade, so I basically do um, HTML5 and JavaScript programming. Um, I work for ADP currently, but in my spare time, I love to make video games, and I love to play games, and I'm just an all-around geek. Um, and I love internet broadcasting, too, so I'm you know always interested in watching uh, Geek Gamer, and I watch uh, Twit and a bunch of other guys, too. And Sweet. Just really interested yep, in the yep. tech and the geek, and the <laughs> geek culture. <laughs> He's never heard of GFQ before, and we're going to keep it that way. No, I'm kidding. As a matter of fact, we're being simulcast. We're being simulcasted live on GFQ right now. Thanks, GFQ. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, John. John's the one who actually <laughs> handles all the controls over there. Should we actually go I'm to a story? I'm controlling all of GFQ today. I already did a show today that I ran from here in Michigan. So, well, I was going to ask you, John. I mean, it's it's one of those things where. You have control. You have more control than probably Andrew does, right? Yeah. That's scary to think about. <laughs> you have you have more control of the equipment that's in his house. That's 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 the scary thing. But all right. Hey, let's get to a story, shall we? Uh, lots of great news in technology and gaming. Uh, we have some. Also, uh, later on in the show, we have some special announcements that I want to share with you about changes upcoming to Geek Gamer Weekly. Changes that are for the positive, not for the negative. I'm always a forward thinker. Uh, But this week, we're going to go to our tried-and-true method of delivering news with great informational insight and wisdom. Wisdom. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm I'm telling you, we need another chase up. I'm gone. 
I was fine up until about 10 minutes ago. Our first story, top story. Steam for Linux is out of beta, and it's now here. Yay! Isn't that gorgeous? Actually, that looks really good. That's uh, the, the Linux Penguin um, having some, some cake, even though the cake is a lie. Seems to be really going all out, don't they? Valve's really uh, giving it the old college try here. So, Chris, you know, you do a, an awesome Linux <laughs> show, and and if if, if Thank you, sir. Thank and you. if people haven't checked it out yet, they need to. It's the Linux Action Show. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. every Sunday morning mm-hmm. on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network. How many years now have you been doing that show? We're just about coming up to seven. Wow, and it's honestly, it's the Linux show on the internet, bar Thank none. You, Thank you, sir. Hands down. There's other networks that try to do Linux stuff, but you do it in such a fun and informative way. Yeah, well, we had a lot of fun with this story because obviously Steam coming to Linux has been yeah. big, right? Huge. Because the, uh, you, whenever you look at the adoption of Linux on the desktop, the number one thing is always, well, I'd love to give Ubuntu a try, but uh, it doesn't yeah. have my video games. <laughs> right? Right. It's yeah. been a huge problem. Well, not only not even games, but like graphic support. There's, you know, fear right, that right. like it doesn't support. And you know what's been really interesting is Valve, in, in their effort on bringing uh, Steam, and uh, it's not just Steam, but it's also the Source Engine and a lot of other people who sell games on Steam, I mean... A lot of uh, this has been a huge opportunity for independent gamers because they're porting their games over to Linux and they're getting people who want to buy Steam games for Linux to purchase. Uh, and so what Valve has been doing to sort of help encourage this is they've been working with NVIDIA, ATI, and Intel directly to fix the video drivers. And in the last three months, Linux has seen huge improvements to its video drivers. In fact, it's gotten to the point now where with Left 4 Dead, they're seeing better frame rates on the early ports of Left 4 Dead for Linux than wow. they are seeing Left 4 Dead for Windows, which they have had years and years and years to refine. So you've been actually testing out and messing around yeah, since with about this December. since December. Yeah. How has it been in with your personal experience? You know, the Steam client itself is it's 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 just as good as it is on Windows. It's better than it is on the Mac for sure. I mean, my personal experience on the Mac has been pretty mixed with Steam, uh, but on Linux, it's it's very fast, it's very responsive, it's very stable. Yeah. And then uh, once the games get supported status, it's it's really no different than loading the Steam game. On any other computer, you go to your library. If you've already bought it, you just click install. If you haven't bought it, you go to the store, you buy it. It downloads and installs. Yeah. Uh, The experience, if you've used Windows for your entire computing life and you sat down with Steam on Linux, you would have zero learning curve. Wow. Yeah, it's really simple. And uh, so I've been playing, like, for example, uh, Trine 2, which I don't know if you've played Trine. Mm. Beautiful game. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's it's uh, three dollars right now because they're selling it for seventy five percent off. Because as part of the official Linux launch, they're doing a huge sale. Uh, so for three dollars, I mean, I, I think I paid fifteen dollars when this game came out. It's it is a bargain at fifteen dollars. At three dollars, I feel like I'm punching them in the nuts and I'm stealing this game. <laughs> uh, and what's really cool is because it supports Steam Cloud Save. I played this game six months ago on my Hackintosh. Saved it, and then six months down the road, I I bought it for Steam for Linux, and Steam Cloud just synced up my game save, and I resumed playing my game on Linux that I played on the Mac six months ago. So I got to ask you something, and I I think some of our chat room might be a little misinformed. Ubuntu is really easy to set up now nowadays, right? I mean, basically, you have your boot disk; it will look at what you have on your computer, pretty much set everything up for you. Yeah, is the setup maybe just as easy or as hard? 
like setting up a Windows machine, essentially. I mean, you still would have you con- consider? I would actually consider it easier. It's easier now because there's no drivers you have to really worry about afterwards. Right. Okay. You know, because the All Linux right. kernel has built-in drivers for the video card, has built-in drivers for the network card, built-in driver for the audio card. So, as long as and what's great, don't is be afraid. Way- the way you install Ubuntu is you boot off a live CD. You boot off that live CD. If everything works, then you know that once it installs, everything works. There's no, there's no, there's no like go out to NVIDIA's website and download the latest driver because it's all built into the Ubuntu packaging system. It goes out and gets the latest driver for you. So it's actually, in some regards, it's easier now. That sounds easy. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the Mac in that way, where you know, like when you install a Mac, you don't go out you, and get you drivers. Don't, you afterwards. don't. You don't need to know command line much anymore. I mean, not really you? for Ubuntu, especially not for Steam. Okay. Yeah. If so, you want to get a little more advanced. So essentially, if you have a decent system and yeah. you don't want to pay the Windows tax, you can actually have a really decent gaming system. I, I've also been suggesting it for people who have XP that right. don't want to go to 8 and they skipped over Vista and 7. Or people that don't want to go to 8 and have 7. Right. It's a good, op- it's a good option. Now, uh, John Bub, or, or uh, I'll start with you. Did you have you messed around with Linux? I know you've been kind of going towards the Hackintosh, right? We'll talk about that uh, during... Uh, uh, the pick of the week here mm-hmm. at the end of the show. But uh, have you ever messed around with Linux and kind of tried that out? Yeah, I, I've, I've messed around with it a few times, even all the way back to when there was like Red Hat and um, Fordora was new. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, you got some experience. I've, I've done it all the way back then, but it's, it's never something that's really interested me. Like, it to me... Uh, I get more work done in Windows. That's just how I am, you know? Right. Um, there's, there's a time and a place for Linux, in my opinion. Jay Huckabee, obviously yes, you're you're a big gamer, huge gamer, <laughs> huge, and no no doubt that this is probably a big announcement for you as well. It is. Now, I have a lot of experience with Linux, but primarily on the server. I use it um, on all the various servers I have at work and, and for personal use. I don't actually use Linux on the desktop all that much, um, but it's great news to hear it that does. Ubuntu is a lot easier to use now um, and easier to install. And also, I, I think that a lot of people have been kind of waiting for this. A lot of people have been waiting for the, the games to finally get ported over to Linux to make the switch. Because I know a lot of people who don't really like Windows and they don't <laughs> care for Windows 8. And they, they just, they're just using it because there's nothing else better for them. Or they right? don't know. Yeah, yeah they, don't they, don't, know. they don't know any better. Yeah. So, so I think that this, I think if Microsoft yeah. has anything to be afraid of yeah. in the future, it, this is one of the things. There's a lot of people who see the, I think, I think the fundamental challenge that Microsoft is struggling with at this point is that uh, computers, have gotten good enough for everybody but us. So everybody except for the geeks, computers have been good enough for about five, six years. And even some of the geeks, I mean, uh, right next to me is a computer. How old is this computer? Five years old? The Atronix Weezer? That has got to be older than five years. No, he he dropped it into a swimming pool, so he (laughs) added a few years. Anyway, okay, all right, because I'm looking at the screen. All right. Anyways, so, so you take a machine like that, say it's five years old, you're definitely not putting Windows 8 on that. Absolutely, there's no way you're going to put Windows 8 it on that. It does have a touchscreen, though. Oh, I probably really? wouldn't even put Windows 7 on it. Wow. Okay, so you could actually load Ubuntu 12.04, or even better, Ubuntu 13.04, on that machine. You would have an absolutely modern operating system that has a fully touchscreen-capable interface in Ubuntu 13.04. Hmm. So you could actually take a machine like this. Now, I'm not trying to sell you yeah. on this, but I'm just pitching the example, because that's XP, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who do not give 
a crap about Windows 8, but they just want to go to Google, they want to go to Facebook, and they want to check their email, and now that they can play a few of their Steam games, they're happy. But the angle that is really, Valve's really going after here, is what I love about their strategy, is you don't even have to have uh, Linux on the desktop be successful at all, because they're also doing the Steam box, which is Linux-based, so all of the work they're doing to make Steam awesome on Linux, to make the video mm-hmm. drivers better for Linux, is going to also make their Steam box a better so, hardware box. So here's, here's my question for you, Chris. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now we know that <laughs> Linux and gaming and Valve's going that direction. They're 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 trying to get the hardcore, you know, gamer geek yes, out there. Yes, yes. But how do they break through the wall of the consumer that when they hear the word Linux and they go, "Ooh, well, I don't know. I mean, that that seems a little too techy for me." That, that seems... but did that did that stop you from buying an Android device? No, but I, you can't ask me. You can't ask. But look like at me. Android, right? Android's right. blowing up, right? But the, the only reason, Linux? but the only reason why Android's blowing up because it's out there, it's everywhere that you can it's, it's, it's because a company, like a company that has good market penetration that you trust, uh, Google, right, is selling it. Okay. Well, Valve's going to do that with the Steam box. You won't even know it's running Linux. It's, it's, it's going to run big picture. It's going to be Steam. It'll boot up. It's big picture mode. You don't even care that it's Linux. Go, go ahead, John. I, I, see, I don't know that it's it's necessarily the same like that. I mean, Android and the iPhone are Linux derivatives. They they at the core are Linux, but you no, can the do iPhone so much not. to it where the person that's using it doesn't know it's Linux. Right, and I think the Steam Box will be the same. I, I, and I think that's part of it too is that you don't market this as something that's Linux. Linux. Right. No, you, but you my point is that they're what it, what it is. You tell them something else. Like a lot of routers have have right. uh, embedded Linux in it. But most people that buy these routers My don't TV even know that. My TV has Linux. But as a result you know, of yeah. the fact that your router is running Linux, Linux has one of the best networking stacks in the world because so many devices have that code that they have made it awesome. Just like Valve making the Steam Box will make gaming on desktop Linux even better because that code goes right back into the same exact code that powers the desktop Linux. So, you know, you guys don't have to run Ubuntu for Steam on Linux to be successful because they're going to make their own hardware running Linux. Right. So I think they have a pretty good strategy here. My, my point is with Android is, is I, don't, I don't think you'll ever buy a Steam Box. I don't think it's going to have a big Linux sticker on it. I think it's just going to have Steam on it. And it, they might not even mention it runs Android, or well, I mean Linux. Well, remember when uh, the dream? Have. Remember when the Dreamcast came out? They had that little Windows CE sticker on there, you know, made with Windows CE. So you never know; they might have a put a little penguin on there. But see, the person made with love. I'd love it. Probably interested yeah, in buying that. Really doesn't care. They care. Does it work good? Is it easy to use? That's right. what they really care about. They don't care what. Have you tried how, Big Picture? It's, it's out now. Yeah, Big Picture's really good. Yeah, it's out now. You don't have to have a Steam box to try it. So Big Picture is just in the latest version of Steam. You just hit it up in the top right corner of the Steam client. It's really good, and that's what that's what the Steam box will be running. It's easy. Yeah. No, this it's really a revolution on finally for the the PC gamers out there who, you know, want a, another option other than Mac, and a free and cheap option. Yeah, and well, one that you don't have to worry about malware. That's true. You know, you don't have to worry. Well, it's, not yet, right? Well, yeah, I was for, just about to say that. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, I think, you know, Linux is, a, you see, Linux is not a small operating system. Linux is used on, actually, 40% of computing devices shipped today run Linux, either Android or embedded Linux or whatever it is. So Linux actually has a massive deploy uh, deployment base. Uh, yeah. it is, it's more actually widely deployed than Windows is. But the fundamental user architecture makes it so that it's harder to exploit. So I wouldn't necessarily say 
yeah, it's probably going to give you more targeted, but it's already on basically every web server that runs anything important. So it's not like it's not a small target already. That's true. And, and see, that's kind of my, my analogy is that a person that goes to a website, they don't care if it's running um, Linux and Apache right. or if, they're, if it's running Microsoft IIS. Right. They just care, can they get to the website and does it look good? Well, can not, I use the website the way I want? Well, not only that, but can they run what they are they know to use? Like, it, can the computer open up Office app or Office documents? Can, can it do what I normally do? Do yeah. I have to jump through hoops to set up my printer? I mean, like right. those little, those little well, itty bitty I, things. I think it's interesting because you know the point, the core point here is they don't ever, they're not going to care what it runs. They don't care if it runs Linux. They don't care if, they, you know, mm-hmm. uh, isn't that the worst case scenario for Microsoft? Because once you don't care, yeah. once things become web apps, once things become cloud based services, yeah, just all I really need is a web browser. And then you start to see the Chromebook making sense. You start to see Microsoft's dominance. Potentially having so is the service so is the service not making sense to you because they're what? they're trying to alleviate the OS in a way make it make a uh, Metro apps or you know not I'm not talking about the Surface Pro I'm talking about their their normal Surface tablet and their Windows Phone thing where the Surface RT the Surface RT I mean aren't they trying to do the same thing Yeah, it's not working so hot. No, I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, it's tough There's because still, there, it is. They're still promoting the Windows name really hard though. It's it's Surface with Windows RT. Right. And so they're really banking on that name. But I think you're right. I think that they have a, a problem coming down the pipeline in that people don't really care anymore. They just want stuff to work, period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. when you they add want user experience, when you add things like uh, Steam Cloud Save, where you know I played a game on one operating system and then six months I loaded on another operating system, I resume right where I'm left off. Or if I need to edit, like all of us doing the show right now, we're, we're all running different operating systems, and uh, we're just using a Google Doc. And it doesn't matter. We don't have to have Office exactly. or anything. Yeah. And this yep. kind of seems like the way of the future to me. Yeah, where you don't it have does. to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about a company that, you know, right now they're, they're slipping a little bit when it comes to their stock. Now, it's still expensive, and I'm talking about Apple stock. I think last time I looked, their stock was at 435 or 40. I don't remember. It was high as seven hundred sixty right now. Four sixty. It was high as seven hundred plus. But last week, Apple announced that they are cutting prices on all of their uh, on their thirteen inch MacBook Pro with Retina, and at the same time, they've updated it with faster processors. Ain't that neat? Uh, depending on the storage and the options, you could save anywhere from two to three hundred dollars. Now. Also, earlier this week or last week, uh, Apple uh, unveiled their 128-gigabyte iPad as well. So Apple's been trying to make some subtle changes. Still a no announcements yet on their, their freaking Mac Pro. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? This year. It'll be this year. It'll I, be this year. I don't believe you. There, there's rumors floating all around that the Mac Pro announcement will be this um the spring, I think, or early early summer. I think well, they rumors do their are still rumors. Worldwide uh, developers conference. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm really thinking the, yeah. the new pro will be this year, and it's going to be a small pro. It's yeah. going to be they're going to shrink it down. They yeah. have to. They're doing that to everything. And then use Thunderbolt for all the like yeah. F- extra stuff. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It'll be Thunderbolt everywhere. It's just and, not the same. You know, my wife and I were just having this conversation. She has like 400 gigs of photos and you know, ridiculous amounts of music, and she, you know, she has an iMac. And uh, we we were sitting there talking after a while, and she just looks at me and she says, if I had a tower, we would just open it and put another drive in it, wouldn't we? And I said, yep. 
And you know that <laughs> it's really like it's still a problem. Like we, so now we have this problem where she has this iMac and she's rapidly running out of hard drive space. She's got like a hundred gigs left for like everything, all of her apps, all her OS. But that's what the cloud is for, Chris. If you I have everything in the cloud, yeah, then think you don't so. have to worry about that because it's all in the cloud. But that doesn't work that well yet when you're importing and exporting photos and yeah. editing. It's just not there yet. So yeah, you know, it, and if she had a tower, I would just pop open the side. I would slide in their drive and say, okay, that's your photo hard drive, and there you go. Yeah. Why, yeah. well, why, do you, why do you guys think Apple cut the prices on, on the MacBooks? Or are they trying to... Because uh, they're overpriced. Well, we, we already knew this. <laughs> we already knew this. But obviously, they're still making a killing because of the Apple tax on top of you know what they're charging, of course. However, is this a response to their stock price? Is this response that, oh gosh, you know we want people to see that we're being aggressive here? I mean, well, wh- weren't what they you th- saying that... Um, Back when their stock was really slipping, that that was they they're, they're coming out now saying that it was due to some hedge fund stuff being sold off in the in the last quarter of 2012. Or oh yeah, there like was that. something about that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that's why their stock slipped. A 35, 40 percent drop though. That's substantial. It is. Have you seen the reporting on that? Have you not? Have you not? I seen haven't this? seen that. No. So, uh, so uh, basically, the way it went down is there was a whole group of investors that stood to make billions and billions of dollars if Apple closed exactly at five hundred dollars on a certain day. And right as this all this stuff happened, they closed exactly at five hundred dollars. That was the thing. I don't really remember that. It doesn't you, really you matter. Say, I mean, the reason why they change. lowered the price <laughs> is yeah, maybe they did it for the stock. Sure. I mean, who knows? The other reason they did it is because this is the Tim Cook model. You build something until you until you get the production pipeline and all of the resources in place, and then once you've paid for the cost of that, you lower the product price and you continue manufacturing it, and you still make money. That's why they're continuing to produce iPhone fours. I mean, Apple today, right. this very day, is still yeah. manufacturing the iPhone four. Yep. Not the and five and the four S, of course, but also the four because they, they people are still buying. They, it. Yeah, it brings I, down I think the cost. They're a lot more unpredictable now with uh, Tim Cook at the helm. Right. Yep, I completely agree. It's this is Tim Cook at the core. At his core is the supply chain management. All guy. right. So we don't have a red book. This is an unfilter. But what Apple product do you think is going to be manufactured here in the states? Is it going to be the new Mac Pro? Is it going to be the Mac Minis? What nice. is going to be manufactured here in the states? I what think you, they said it was going to be the iMac, didn't they? they, they were oh, going did to they say iMac? Building. I believe they did. That's um, back actually last year in October. Uh, some of the new iMacs will be made in the U.S. Not all of them. They're not going to bring the whole line here, but some will. That's what. That's at least what was said um, in October. I don't know if anything's changed since then. It's gonna. It's two hundred jobs. It's two hundred jobs. Hey, Chris. Every job is important. <laughs> All right. Well, Lenovo's, take, it, Lenovo's, take it from me. Lenovo's, every job's important. <laughs> Lenovo's bringing five thousand. You got to start somewhere. How come we're not talking about Lenovo bringing five thousand jobs? Because they're a Chinese company. Yeah. Because <laughs> they didn't get a mention at the State of the Union. That's true. That's a good point. Chris yeah. and I were going back and forth on that one. <laughs> no. Hey. Hey. Now, if you're going to buy an Apple product, and let's say, for example, you find a really, really, really cheap price. Uh, for one online, but you can't get it immediately, but you need it immediately. And maybe your local Best Buy down the street has one and man, you can get a dirt cheap on Amazon. Best Buy has announced that they're going to make their internet price matching policy permanent. Now they put this into place during the Christmas holiday season and they extended it out a little bit, uh, but they are going to extend it out permanently 
But however, there's one small thing, you know, not everything's good news. Best Buy is going to change their return policy now from 30 days oh. to 15 days. For everything across the board? Everything across the this board. This is how they're making up the money. <laughs> right? Yeah, because if they do that across the board, not just internet That's right. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's an, there's another caveat too to that. Um, as I read in the article, there it's it's only some online retailers they'll match. Oh, of course. Uh, so they're, they're not gonna match JoeBlows.com. Right. Mono price. Exactly. They don't want, they probably be... won't would, is monoprice one of them they'll match? Will they match monoprice? Well, well, if if monoprice has monster cable, probably. I'll go rob them blind of HDMI cables if they will. <laughs> well, but <laughs> does monoprice sell monster cable? Mm. No. Oh, it's the uh, brand too. Well, it's the brand. It, 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 it has right. to be apples for apples. Right, you can't right. match right. something of a like something. Right. Yeah, it has to match exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. It has to be the, the, the barcode, isn't it? Uh, does it have to you, be the model you bring number? In, you bring, I think it's done by the model number because you, as it says, you bring in a URL and you you show it to them on your phone or something and they can, they can yeah, validate it. Yeah, I'm going to trust my phone. Do, do you remember <laughs> that controversy? Where like they would you would look up prices on their store computers and it, like it would show different prices. That's why you yeah, use I remember your, that. Your 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 three G or four G connection. Yeah, and you don't use the store's Wi Fi. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. You use your sites. Is this going to solve? All right. So here. here. Or don't uh, buy yeah. from Best Buy. Obviously, Best Buy is trying to be aggressive. Better idea. Oh, so so you're <laughs> saying now even with this this price policy. Don't still don't buy from Best Buy. Just, I, I, I mean, what's wrong? What, if they're going to be Best aggressive buy, on, they, they they'll they'll try and screw you over however they can. Yeah, it's I, a poor customer experience uh, shopping there, and also yep. I don't like having to return. I'd ra I'd much rather use Amazon's return policy and the way that they handle returns versus Best Buy. Um, as far I as, think the Best Buy. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, I agree with you right there. As far as Amazon's return policy goes, they're very fair, and they don't yeah. they don't hassle you about it. And you know, you just set it, you can go online. See, see here, like another company that will match internet prices is Fry's Electronics. Now they're not everywhere in the U.S., uh, mostly on the West Coast, and I think uh, can uh, not Canada, but Texas. They match internet prices. Now the one thing that's unique about Fry's is they're a huge electronics superstore, so. If there's something that's I need to have and I can't really wait for internet shipping yeah. and it's not available on Amazon Prime, yeah, that's a good point. then I will take yeah. advantage of these policies. Right, right, yeah. That's and, that's yeah. the scenario. That's a great right. business model for them, Chase. <laughs> They're going to make millions, right? Oh, I mean, because honestly, with, yeah. with Prime, Prime yeah. for me, when I bought Amazon Prime three years ago, that destroyed Best Buy. As far oh, as yeah. I, I stopped yeah. going to Best Buy. I stopped yeah. going to Radio Shack. I did too. I, I did too. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. So, so, so you guys are in the opinion camp that this is not going to help Best Buy at all. Oh no, it or will. You think for it will. exactly what you're talking about, right? And because they're going to save money on the returns, so they don't. Have to, so if they cut all the returns to 15 days, that's going to save money across the board too. Yeah, the, the, the... I mean, there there are some times where like I, I've been I've been researching monitors and stuff like that, and I, I was looking to get one on Best Buy, uh, and it was on sale for two hundred ninety six dollars. But then, you know, a couple of days ago, I went back to check the price, and it's no longer on sale. Uh, the non-sale price, $399. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh. How the That's... heck do you justify over $100 more for something that was on sale? You don't. What do you do there? How, how do uh, I Although, on the other hand, one of the reasons why I was looking at Best Buy was the fact that if I were to order that monitor, I could return it to the store if I didn't like. We cube, we cube. Sorry, I love. I love. <laughs> speaking that's of monitor, uh, <laughs> hey Chase. Speaking of things you might want to return, this uh, New York Times guy is out driving this Tesla. 
Uh, yes. right? I was hope I was gonna segue to this. He might he I'm sure he uh, wanted to return that car after he was done with uh, this review. <laughs> oh my god. So this I, I got a couple of car stories in here because John's our, our resident car dude. Uh, but we're also technology fans, and the Tesla S is an incredible automobile. Just incredible. It's got an incredible range. It's all electric. What is the range? Remember? I believe it's, it's like 200, 200 miles. something, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's built uh, down in Fremont, California, in, in uh, Joseph's backyard there. And uh, there was a New York Times review. A New York Times review. Uh, I'm not going to get through... I'm going to give you guys the Cliff Notes version. Mm. Basically, the uh, New York Times reviewer said the car was crap, that it had a limited range, and that that he ran out of power, and he barely made it off the freeway. What a surprise. I didn't think New York had any big freeways. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So the, uh, the CEO of Tesla, his name is Elon Musk. I like that last name. Musk. Got the car, tested it out, and you know this car has a, a an incredible computer system, probably running some sort of custom thing of Linux, Cisco, Cisco. All right, just kidding. Whatever. And he checked it, and the car never ran out of power. The uh, according to the uh, to the data, and he, he put out the pure data. He's fighting this review vigorously, basically saying that the reviewer from the New York Times, shocker, is a liar. <laughs> so how what do you, guys... you saying that the New York Times lies? I I wouldn't say that, but uh, now I was telling John about this story, and we're we're uh, and this uh, we'll go into our next story after this. But I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, is this is this old media trying to poo-poo a new technology that they don't know much about? Are they trying to extinguish a new and upcoming thing, especially when it comes to an all electric vehicle that is quite possibly a I mean, it's a beautiful car. I mean, look at this car. It's just gorgeous. It's fast. It's got incredible torque. It's really nice. But what do you guys think about this? Somebody's related to the uh, oil industry. You, is, 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 do you think it's that plain and, plain and simple that it's some sort of backhanded deal where you, you, need to, uh, you need to say some bad things about the Tesla? That or the guy's related to somebody out of one of the, you know, the American... You're right. <laughs> you, I mean, like GM. Really? Do you think that's really what it is, or do you think this guy just did a bad review? I mean, did so he actually do a review? He's driving in the super cold weather. He didn't follow proper charge policies. He speeded a couple times when he said he wasn't speeding, but that's really all he did that's wrong. I mean, as far as like the car saying it had zero miles left when it really didn't, and all and running out of juice, all that stuff really happened. But. Elon Musk took the car, and according to their logs... But the data does show that some of the stuff he talked about did happen. What the data mainly disputes is the speed at which he was traveling and the length of what he was doing. And the other thing it disputes is that he didn't stop at some of the supercharging stations, which he could have. So why did this guy lie? That's that's my question here. I, I actually don't think he did lie so much. I think... Uh, he omitted the truth? <laughs> I, think, I think he is not a proper product reviewer. Well, if if he got us the car, that that didn't happen. I mean, this is. So have you seen his rebuttal? He posted a rebuttal. Oh, he did. I did not see the rebuttal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What's the rebuttal? Well, and he just kind of he kind of comes. You know, I mean, he does he does admit to like uh, missing a few things, but he 
He also he com- still thinks it's crap. If you, if you look at it, there's actually been a few rebuttals to Elon Musk's points too, as well. So it's back and forth now. If you on a, at a, it's like an onion here. You keep peeling it back, and people keep having arguments. I think. I mean, I think the core argument still the the New York Times guy exaggerated. He didn't follow proper procedures, but at the same time, he really did call like Tesla support like a dozen times, and they really did have a lot of problems. And the car really did die like completely at one point, and, all, and really did have to get towed. All electric toyed. vehicles have a lot of problems. Ooh, that's a real blanket statement. They well, they're new. All... They're new technology, so so they're probably going to have some yeah, quirks exactly, exactly when they first come out. But um, I think it's really interesting. The the thing that I find creepy about this is the New York Times article went out, and then Elon replies and goes, "No, you're wrong. Yeah, I have your logs right here because your car sent us the logs of where you charged, how much gas mileage or uh, gas mileage, yeah. how much <laughs> how much electricity you had left in the batteries. He knew everything, and that's kind of creepy." Apparently, you can turn that off so you can have your car in private mode, but it's just like, wow, you're reviewing the car and ev- all the telemetry, all the metadata is going right back to Tesla. <laughs> it's yeah. like, we know what you're doing in well, our car. <laughs> well, like if you get it, if you get in an accident with uh, with most cars that are made today, they have those onboard computers that uh, they don't report back in real time using your car's wife or three no. or four G connections. But there's right, onboard right. computers. It's, well, now. it's crash data in the airbag controller. I mean, they've been doing that for 15 years. Yeah, but now. the problem with that is, I mean, longer. you've heard about families and, 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 you know, where there's major accidents. Accidents, uh-huh. And they try to get that data, and the companies won't release it. Like that, that whole Toyota situation where yeah. uh, there's a family that was involved in an accident with a stuck, uh, I think it was a stuck accelerator, and they wouldn't give up the information because it's a proprietary company. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. it's uh, right. most of the scanners. I mean, unless it's a dealer scanner, most of the stuff will not let you see that. Um, so if 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 electric if electric cars are not the solution. Okay, if they're not the solution, maybe well, maybe we should look to Europe. Come on, one test. Come on. Maybe we should look to Europe and, and see what oh. they're doing over there. Well, because, I mean, like some like diesel? Yeah. I mean, John, weren't you telling me that A, higher gas mileage, mm-hmm. better resale value, vehicles last longer. Why don't they do hybrid? Mm-hmm. Why don't they do diesel electric hybrids? Why is it gasoline electric? John, would you know? More gas stations. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of gas stations have diesel. Yeah. I yeah. so that seems like the perfect hybrid to me. Right? The... What what do you guys think it is? I mean, I I'm, right now I'm actually in the market to look for a new vehicle. Not not new. I I don't want to get mail. Uh, a, a, a a vehicle, a used vehicle, uh probably a, a a Jetta TDI or a Golf TDI just because I'm interested in better gas mileage. I'm better in longevity of an engine. And I'm gonna pay cash for it. I'm not going to. I, I'm not gonna submit you, myself to a does, car payment. Doesn't diesel normally cost more than gasoline? But you're gonna make so up for it's, that it's in, in a way, kind of a trade-off. But you're gonna well, make up for that in maintenance, and you're gonna make up for that in mileage, wouldn't you, John Kessler? Yes and no. Um, I mean, a lot of it is a little bit of a trade-off. Um, the issue here is in the U.S. Even if they did, you know, like you were saying earlier, um, start making more. Uh, Car, regular sedans, you know, for everyday people in diesel. Jetta, TDI, hello. Well, I mean, maybe you don't more. want to. What, what, why is, uh, why doesn't, uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, why doesn't Ford make a, an American diesel sedan? Or why doesn't Chevy make a diesel sedan? Or, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the problem with breaking out into that and, and getting those ultra high mileage pieces is if the U.S. fuel sucks. Um, 
the the tolerant or the you know the specs for the European f- diesel fuels way way higher when it is here. Um, mm-hmm. Their price per gallon is a lot higher than it is. You know, but and it's, like I said, it goes back to a trade off. You know, they're getting sixty five miles you know plus miles per gallon. Now, but they're probably paying two or three times much as we are per gallon. So it's it's all you know it all ends up being a kind of a trade off. But you know they do get higher mileages. Now Chrysler has announced, and I'm looking a little bit more deeper into the article article here, uh, that uh, the Ram 1500 diesel pickup will be coming out in a 2014 model. In addition, they're also going to come out with a Jeep Grand Cherokee SUV and uh, possibly a diesel Jeep Wrangler. Uh, and they'll be coming to some West Coast cities like uh, Seattle, also St. Louis, Atlanta, Baltimore. Uh, they're, they're, and, uh, oh, here it is. Chevrolet is planning a diesel version of its cruise compact. There you go. So I feel like I've been hearing this, these diesel stories my entire life. Is it, so (laughs) is it, uh, is it just because of the, the picture that people have in their head about old diesel, the big black smoke and the knocking and pinging? What is it? Nope. Chris, what is it? What's the, what's the answer? I don't have that answer. You don't have the answer. But I, I really do I really do remember throughout my entire life hearing about, oh, U.S. car manufacturer X is finally going to start producing a diesel vehicle. Right. I mean, seriously. Well, we there's been diesel vehicles being produced all the time. They're usually just a pickup truck or like a Ram pickup no, I, truck. You know, or... I, but I really feel like I've always, I've always heard about a car, and then I've always heard everybody going on about how great diesel is, and then nothing ever happens. Well, Europe... Yeah, that's always what people say. That's always what people say. So, Every so, time. so, so, what we need to do is be more like Europe. That's, that's what we need. Well, to do. I guess so. Yeah, that's that is true in a lot of ways. Yep. <laughs> is it true that we can um, just put biodiesel in diesel engines without any type of conversion? Is that possible? I thought they need to be modified a little bit to uh, take care of to that. a degree. You gotta, I mean, you gotta give them love, right? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> give them some French fries. Some of it is uh, they do a mix. Um, you know, you can do straight. Biggest part is with vodka. the yeah the, the vodka <laughs> more up. The stronger the vodka and your uh, peanut oil there works better. Um, biggest part of you know some of the stuff that they have to change is fuel heaters um, or ways to switch it back over to diesel for the last couple minutes of running. That way, the biggest problem with uh, your your deep fryer oil from Jack in a Box is the uh, the stuff coagulates as it sits overnight. You know, uh. gels up your pumps. So, you know, like they either people are, you know, have to switch back over to diesel so it keeps the pump, you know, pumps primed when they shut it off, or, you know, they, they run a mix um, and preheaters, you know, heating systems on the fuel. John, I mean, you, you, uh, what's your official title in, in what you do? Um, I am a. I mean, you're, you, I mean you, you, uh, full disclosure, I'm not, we won't say the name, but you, you work at a, a car repair shop. Like you can say it's oh, Wood, okay. Woodville you know, wood, Sports yeah, Cars. Woodville Sports Cars. Okay. Um, I was going to protect you. I'm the, uh, I'm a, they're your sir, your service writer. Yeah, service I'm doing it right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but John, I mean, you have a lot of experience with cars. You know, I worked at probably. I, mean, I worked twelve years myself as a tech. Um, Would you recommend a diesel vehicle to somebody? That's. I not, mean, well, since you've no, been around cars for a long period of time, would not, you recommend? They're not for everybody. Who are they for? Um, people that are kind of more car geeky, I guess. You know. Okay. Um, you know, someone does a lot. You know, puts a ton of miles on. Right. Does, you know, does a lot of like driving. a commuter car. A commuter car. Okay. Um, you know, but someone's looking at it. it's looking for their uh, 
their kid caravan. If they're looking for high performance, stay no, away from it. Not you know, not so much on the high performance. Even though I've seen some f- pretty fast TDIs. Yeah. Um, or you know, soccer moms. You know, that's not going to work. You know, they oh. need to be able to jump in the car and go. Even though they do start and stop pretty fast. You know, they start pretty fast now. But, um, but someone that's just commuting and needs you know, it's good. All right. Then I will continue my diesel search. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to some gaming topics, shall we? And uh, this first story, uh, we're not we're going to have some stories about some next generation stuff, but let's talk about a current next generation console, and that is the Wii U. Okay. Now uh, they had uh, an okay, I guess if you call it holiday season. It wasn't huge. It was okay, but unfortunately, uh, a current report puts the Wii U to catastrophic levels. In, <laughs> wow, what a what a title. Catastrophic levels in January. Now, the 360 is still the best-selling console right now currently in the US. Uh, for the 16th consecutive month, shipments of the Wii U, however, fell below sales of the GameCube. <laughs> oh my oh. god. Is that for real? That's for real. Uh, let me. Uh, I, I think there was. Nintendo here's a, sold 425. Here's a chart, by the way. Uh, the Wii is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The green line is actually Xbox. This is Xbox, you, but. Yeah. Falling oh. off the cliff. Yeah, this is December and then January 2013. Mm, well, uh, December is the summer. Christmas. Yeah, the, the Christmas peak. It's the second to bottom most line is the Wii U, I think. Yeah. The per- Yeah, there it is. Right yeah. It's this line right here. Yeah. This line. Yeah, and 3DS is the one that's doing pretty well. The 3DS is doing pretty well in comparison. Wait, to wait, wait. Which line is it? This line right here. <laughs> the <laughs> red line. No, wait, I'm sorry. Let me dip it down here. It's just barely above the Vita. <laughs> oh, at, least, oh. at least it beat the Vita. That's it good. barely beat the, the Vita. The 3DS is actually performing almost as well as the 360, though. So, so uh, Joe, you, you said you had some words about this. I mean, uh, we're big <laughs> Nintendo fanboys. Yeah. We love playing Mario and Zelda. And, you know, the, the Wii U has some, some good titles. I was eyeing it in Costco the other day, the bundle, and I was thinking about possibly picking it up. But I didn't because I have a feeling Nintendo might be uh, hacking the price here soon. But uh, what do you think, Joe? Yeah, well, they uh, Nintendo actually said officially they will not be hacking the price, but we'll see what Which happens this year. Which means they will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. So I'm a huge Nintendo fan. You can see some Nintendo graphics on my wall in the background here. Um, I have every single console ever made except for the Virtual Boy is the only one I don't have. I think Joe Falsey, Falsey has that one. Um, I had one of But those, I have a yeah. Wii U. And here are the problems. They have there are basically two main problems that Nintendo has with this console. First, there are no good launch titles. It launched with a Mario quote unquote, but it was just an HD port of the DS Mario, basically with different levels and a couple other things they added in. It's a two-dimensional Mario title. There's no 3D Mario title launch. Ooh. There's no Zelda launch title. There's no Metroid launch title. There's no Mario Kart launch title. They they really didn't have a good launch lineup at all. That's their first problem. All right. Their second problem, it's a Wii with an HDMI <laughs> Oh, <out. laughs> man. Okay. That's basically what it is. Right. It's, and they changed the color. It's black. Um, now, it does. If you get okay, the good version. Yeah. If you get the good version. Now, right. now in, yeah. the, in their defense, it does have this okay. thing, which is the, the new um, controller for it. And it has the little It's uh, a tablet. Screen. You have a tablet. It's basically a tablet, and it has a pen. It has the, the stylus. <laughs> But it feels like a it feels like just this big bulky toy, 
And also, none of the games take advantage of this at all. So the screen is just mirroring what's on your TV. It's not doing anything interesting I, with wait it. Wait a minute. I thought that was one of the, the, the big deals where it was supposed to be like a secondary screen, kind of like a throwback to the Dreamcast where – you could look down for some specialty information if you're playing like a sports game like Madden. You could pick your plays on your panel and your opponent couldn't see it. But then again, most games only support one panel per game. That's right. So You, you sound exactly like um, the, the CEO of Nintendo of America selling it exactly like that. The problem is Nintendo, I think they put out like a Mario Party title, which makes use of this thing. Every other title for the Wii U is not doing anything with it at all. Uh. So... I think the potential's there, but Nintendo didn't. Nintendo's not marketing it right, and they didn't get a good launch lineup to make use of the controller. Um, it's also kind of difficult to port over your Wii Virtual Console titles and your Wii Wear titles. So these are the digital downloads you can buy on the Wii, which we you know built up our libraries over the last six years. They they make you jump through a bunch of hoops. It should be. I mean, we're talking about we're in the age of the cloud. You should be able to cl click one button, and all your titles should be over on the Wii U. It's not like that at all. You need to do an SD card transfer where you need to like do this weird, it creates a DRM zip file of all your games and you put it on an SD card. Then you have to import that into the Wii U and it's like five or six steps and it takes forever. It's really ridiculous. And there's actually a third thing that Nintendo's doing wrong. Their updates are five gigabytes each and there are oh three of them. God. I'm serious. They're basically, every time they do an update, they're basically not doing a Delta where they just give you the changes of what you had last time, like a, an update. Instead, they're giving you the whole OS and everything all over again for every update. Why? And they've done it thrice now. <laughs> I just had one today. It took like a half an hour to download. It was ridiculous. Um, so that's another problem is the software people are not doing their updates right, and it's not a good user experience. You buy a Wii U, you plug it in, and you're sitting there for an hour before you can play. It's a forced update. You cannot background it. You cannot pause it. You just have to sit through it. I and heard. I was gonna what? say. I heard like if you accidentally interrupt yeah. that update, can't you brick it? Screw up and brick it. <laughs> Several people did. Yes, you can absolutely oh, brick Jesus. it. If you <laughs> so, not only are the and that's, this goes back to their software people again. Not only are these updates um, huge. I think that they're downloading it and sort of decompressing it right onto their virtual hard drive in real time. So like all the files are kind of being replaced. The real ones are being replaced as it's being downloaded. That That's um, because probably because they don't have enough free space to store both <laughs> copies, right? So you need to store the five gigabyte update on their drive and then install it and then delete it. They don't have enough space. So they're literally kind of replacing it on the fly as it downloads. So if you lose power, you're bricked. Oh, That's ridiculous. man. It's ridiculous. So so what you're saying, Joe, is you would not recommend a Wii U to anybody. Is that is that <laughs> that's that's the kind of gist that I'm getting from you right now. I cannot recommend it with the current launch titles. Uh, if they if they had a good Mario, a good Zelda, and a good Metroid, I would be all over it. Because you and I, Chase, we know it's all about the games. It's all about the gameplay. They have some wonderful IP. Yeah. Um, the whole Zelda universe and the and the Metroid games are at least not the games leading up to the current one. Right. The first three are really, really good, really solid games. They could have really done a strong launch, and they didn't. I think once they do come out with a, a good, solid set of games, it might be worth it. And I think the price is probably going to drop too, in which case it, it it will be worth it. But well, I, I was gonna, wait. I mean, I was going to say. I mean, if if the if the sales continue on its on their present course, they're going to have to make a change. They're going to yeah. have to try to jumpstart sales. So why do you think this story is about the 
I mean, is it just because the Wii U sales are so bad? Because what I think maybe the more interesting story here could be the success of the 3DS. It's it's uh, on an upward trajectory that is <laughs> looks really, really, really positive. It's about to out, outpace the Xbox 360. Uh, do you think it's any surprise that the uh, 3DS costs $170? Maybe that's why it's doing so well. Well, I have a 3DS XL, and I absolutely love it. Do you play I it? love mine, I too. I do. Yeah, I have it very accessible. Because I mean, I think I think the argument that's being passed around right now that I have heard from other podcasts is that uh, the iPad is killing the Wii U, and that tablet gaming. But wouldn't that argument make more sense for the 3DS than it would for the Wii U? So what's killing the Wii U? Just a lackluster product. Lackluster product. You 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 have a a much larger upfront entry cost. I think Nintendo has crossed into that area, that territory that tech companies sometimes go where everybody in the uh, tech chattering class likes to anything they do, like rims in that position. Anything they do, they're doomed. I mean, so we really have here. Nintendo actually has. (laughs) You mean BlackBerry, right? There's right. There's yeah. They're not rim anymore. There was two ways to run the story. One, the Wii U is a is a is a dramatic failure. Or two, the 3DS is exploding. But everybody's running it as the Wii U failure version. I just wonder why that is. Because they do have some success to report. Hey, hey, you guys, remember, I I I got a game. I got a Game Gear right up there. That thing is (laughs) awesome. You get about ten minutes of gameplay before it dies. Yeah, that's true. Greatest thing and it's, ever. And, it, and it's an awesome passive matrix LCD <laughs> screen. Passive matrix. So, like, if you're playing any game with fast animation, it's just a blur. I have one, too, by the way. Yeah. Sonic. Just, Sonic oh, yeah. is great oh, on yeah. that thing, yes. That was awesome. <laughs> hey, yeah, Sonic's great until you move. <laughs> so, it has to scroll. so this week, Sony is uh, having a an announcement mm. on the 20th. Mm. Supposedly, in this announcement, maybe that, uh, that they're going to talk about a PS4 release date is nice. going to be announced and possible rumors that it will support the PlayStation 3, but they will be streamed. So if you have, uh, like, say, a PlayStation 3 library, those games will be streamed using their Akai technology. Is this a non Akai? Is that what it is? Akai? This is one of those stories that I think it's funny we covered now, since on Wednesday we'll have all the answers. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) I think one of the uh, funnier aspects of this is some rumors are they're going to Nintendo it a little bit. They're not going to really rev the box in terms of overall performance specs. Now, some people uh, some people, some people, people think they're yeah. going to go to x86 chips and redo the graphics through and through and just have a banger of a box. But some people also think they're going to have a total lackluster box and they're going to rev the software primarily. Now, sh- sh- should, I, uh, should I play the teaser? Sure, yeah. I mean, you, I, have a, you have a teaser? Well, there, there's a PlayStation teaser. Why, yeah, let's see this. I mean, I mean it's, it's nothing well, big. It doesn't and really I'm not, tell you anything. It, it's oh, not, really? It's, yeah, really. Yeah. Cue it up. Something about... February twentieth. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is all this so is. stuff we know. All right, so PlayStation, but it says PlayStation twenty thirteen teaser. A, I mean, doesn't this look? Basically, just this this after this, this really this is yeah this yeah. this is an motion. After Effects video with, with it saying February twentieth. Yeah, uh, this this. I is, mean, it, it's cool to look at, but yeah, this. So is, it doesn't tell us even what not even a hint of what the shape would be. No, is, is that the entire? Ooh, video? a triangle. Yeah, they're saying the price is going <laughs> to be a re- triangle. Ooh, and a circle. <laughs> oh. That's got to tell us. Oh, it's, the controller. Oh, it's, it's their controller things. Oh, yes. no. Oh. That's it? That's it. Yep. Oh, uh, Save up your money now. 400 <laughs> bucks. 420 bucks. Uh, somebody uh, wake me up when the Steam box ships. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, so Sony has a pretty big problem with the PS3 in that it's not selling very well and they don't have a whole lot of games. Here's my theory on why. That's what? I'm doing. What? Just kidding. <laughs> 
I was joking. Um, the, the problem with the porting games to the, or trying to get original titles and porting titles to the PS3 is that they have a radically unique architecture for the people trying to code the games. That's not just one processor and it's not x86. There are eight processors. They're all not very powerful. And the code for the game has to be able to use all of them using multi-threading and other techniques in order to get high frame rates and stuff like that. So it's it doesn't use any of the same technologies um, th that are available on other platforms. It doesn't use... You know, obviously it doesn't use DirectX, but it's it's a completely different tool chain that people have to use and um, all kinds of new stuff they have to learn. So companies kind of do an analysis of what it would cost and a lot of people don't want to port and a lot of people don't want to do original titles. So I think that the rumor that they're going to switch over to x86 is, is kind of has some weight to it because if they did, people could use OpenGL, which is the graphics library that's, that's used on Mac and Linux, uh, Microsoft doesn't use it, obviously, but the other two do, and it's free and open source. If PS4 used that and switched over to a regular architecture, like x86 architecture, I think that games would be um, show up on it readily, and there would it'd be easy to port them. And yeah. that, that's the other thing, is they can that'd get a lot a, of titles over You know, timing-wise, that'd be a really smart move for Sony to make, because I don't know if you guys saw this, but a, a week or two ago, it became official that Microsoft is killing X and A. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with XNA, right. but that was the uh, very fancy technology to let game developers write a game for Windows and for the Xbox 360 utilizing DirectX. Just click, click, done. Yeah, and the fact that you kill that off, that's really big news. And it leaves a lot of developers to look at their situation and go, well, now wait a minute, do I, do I really necessarily want to invest in this, this technology? I think more people because of that will be using OpenGL and things like that. Yeah. This is just the way things go, though. I mean, it's, it's always changing. You're always going to have these sort of changes, though. Yeah, but are you going to buy one? Isn't it interesting? I think <laughs> I think the PlayStation Three uh, proves what? the fact that you can have a maybe technically PS4. you can have a technically superior product, but if the implementation is too hard for developers, it doesn't really matter. It's almost a moot point. Uh, because you know, you everybody hears how powerful the cell processors are, and how the Sony's Sony Playstations can be used to cure cancer by calculating numbers. But until until they took the <laughs> Linux support away. Well, yeah, uh, but uh, uh, but you but then when when push comes to shove, I mean, I don't know. My experience has been yeah. I've, I've the games I've bought for the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation. Sometimes they actually play better on the 360. Yeah, well, the and other I, thing and, that... But this PlayStation 3 is supposedly more powerful. Well, the, the other thing the 360 has for it is the the interface and the community support and the Xbox Live yeah. and how that is all yeah, yeah, Xbox seamlessly Live. integrated. PlayStation Network sucks. I'm sorry to say, it is, it's just terrible. Well, no, I mean, you can hack it, and then once you hack game... it, you get complete control of it. And but Oh, you, you mean if you're not a hacker? Yeah, oh. but not only that... I mean, th thank I God. You know what? I like the Xbox Live because at least there's a certain expectation of gameplay performance when you're playing online. On the PlayStation 3, it's and, even, and yeah. it goes back to PlayStation 2, mm -hmm. that responsibility is up to the developer. And if they don't have good servers or good bandwidth or whatever, like I've, I've tried to play Michael Manna from the T4 show. We try to play MLB 12 The Show, which is a baseball game. It's an online game. It's terrible online gameplay. Just terrible. But if we play Madden on Xbox Live, it's seamless. So if 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 PlayStation wants to make a dent in anything, they need to have a, a much better online community integration. And I don't think it'll ever happen. You don't think so, huh? 
Why is that, if, John? If we've seen anything from, from the management over at Sony, is that they just don't have a freaking clue. Well, they have too many damn divisions. They have yeah, they have they divisions do. that fight each I mean, other. Look, it's it, we've been hearing these stories forever from Sony Online PlayStation Network. It's just... It's never been any good, and and it's been that way for years. Well, well, well. I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic, and the the other thing too that always worries me about these next gen consoles, and we've seen articles about this, is they want to absolutely kill the secondary used game market. They want to kill it, and the way they're going to kill it is by requiring online authentication to play your game. Hmm. And they're going to marry that game to your console, and they want to eliminate the used game market because they feel that, oh, my God, the secondary used market is uh, hampering our sales. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to kill it. They're, they're <laughs> going to kill it. Well, I, I'm not saying that. It, what I'm saying is going away. I can see them the doing that. It's server. just I don't know that would necessarily turn out to be a good thing for them. No, it's not. But, I mean, remember, you're, you've got I think the used game market's already dead. I mean, you can't sell Minecraft used. No. I mean, you can't sell Steam games used. You can't sell sell iOS well, or Android Well, we had a story, used. I want to say, six or 12 months ago. It's, it's been a while where I think there was a, it was a country in Europe or maybe the European Union. I'm not yeah. sure who. Yeah, but, but they, they, they are required... always such idiots. They are such idiots. They're also the morons that require <laughs> notifications <laughs> about cookies. They really, they, they, no, and I mean this. They implement, yeah, they implement yeah. legal policy with absolutely no technical backup. I mean, well, really. You've seen how can you make it? How can you with... make somebody give away? How can you make iOS apps resellable? You can't. You can't do it. Right? Yeah. There's no, I mean, maybe they could try to force Apple, but there's no way they're going to force Apple People to do that. People don't expect it either. I think I know, and I think it's kind of just kind of get that way with video games. It kind of is like as far as like digital video games go. Well, Microsoft is actually starting to do something like that now with uh, Office twenty thirteen. If you actually buy the retail copy, it, it, it's actually permanently attached to your PC. You cannot transfer that license to any other PC. Well, that 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 argument's been had for a long time, where you don't actually own the game, or you don't actually own the program. You're you're renting you're, it. You're renting it. Right. It's a license. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, but what they're saying is that even if you got a new computer or your computer gets stolen and you buy a new one to replace that, you can't take that copy that you bought, that retail copy, and install it on the new machine. You'd have to buy an entirely right. new copy. Yeah. That's Weak. ridiculous. Well, I mean, the other question here is let's let's shift gears a little bit to the Xbox 720 or what that's what they're calling it right now. We don't know for sure that's what it's going to be, but right now we'll say 720. But there is a another rumor that the 720 is reportedly requiring a connect to function. I so bet it'll ship with one. That well, no, you'll need to have it plugged in. You'll need to have it oh. set up oh. in order to use. Oh, because it'll integrate. You know, like uh, how you navigate the menus or whatever. Right. They want to spy in your living room. I mean, right. no, right. no, no, no. <laughs> Sell ads. Sell ads. They, they, Microsoft now. Hold on. I think we talked about this last time I was on the show. Let's before we get too far down this road. Microsoft yeah. does have a patent on using connect like technology to analyze like. Body fat, and then and then showing you lose weight ads and yeah. stuff. That's creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. So it's going to be on the prerequisites. Like you must have a TV, you must have an internet <laughs> connection, yeah. and yeah. you must have your connect. And please submit this piss test uh, yes. before oh. you play. Again. <laughs> yes, we want a urine sample before you can yes, have it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the console, or, or the the new next generation console that will have uh, games that will not be on disc. Games will be on. There goes your used market. No, no, they'll they'll be on USB 
dongles. Uh, They'll be on USB devices. Thumb drives. Thumb drives. That as soon as you plug it into your console, it marries itself to the console. Okay. It rewrites back some sort of serial. You want number. this? No, no, no. But this is what no. This is what comp, This is what they're going to do to el- uh, get going. rid of yeah. the used market because they can't make everybody go online for these with these consoles because I mean half of the the country doesn't have high speed internet. I don't know what the official statistic is, but not everybody has high speed internet. So you can't require everybody to go online to authenticate. Those people are not. Uh, Those are not real Americans. Is that what you're saying, Chris? No, <laughs> no, they're not real gamers. They're the people that they they're they're when you when you make a product, you literally say these are not the people we want to sell our product to, and you just don't yeah. care. Yeah. I mean, that could be like uh, uh, look at Apple. The only way to get Mountain Lion on a Macintosh is to download it from the App Store. Right. They yeah. don't even sell it in the store. No. Nope. Not mm-hmm. on a USB stick, not on a disc. Right. I think Apple's clearly saying in that scenario, if you don't have broadband, you're not really a customer we care to have. We don't care about you. I, I don't think it'd be completely unreasonable for a console to say that either. Yeah. I think a few years ago saying that broadband um, is available everywhere is, is ridiculous because it wasn't. There's a whole lot of places in the country where you can't get it. However, nowadays, we actually have really cheap, affordable satellite internet with uh, that new, I can't remember the name of it, the new one that just came out. Um, it's 12 megabit down and like one megabit up, satellite internet. Now it has really high latency, so gaming kind of sucks, but the bandwidth is there. So you can download huge things without a problem. And anyone can get it, uh, the satellite reaches the entire United States. Actually, uh, according to GigaOM on an article that ran on in January, uh, gosh, this seems impossible, but it says the US broadband penetration is at 80%. But what's the definition of broadband? Remember, well, isn't it one megabit it, or uh, 1.5? 2.7 megabits, according to this report. Wait, that's the official definition of broadband? That's what they use for this report. <laughs> Where do they get that number? <laughs> no, that's just what this report used. Okay. I don't know if that's any like government number. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they said... Uh, on the bandwidth, on the, 256K. Well, here's an interesting uh, a little uh, disclaimer. On, uh, on the low-end spectrum, some that were still considered broadband by the IRS, I, ISPs were 327 kilobits down. And the problem that I don't even oh, want to man. get into that, but the problem with that is is uh, no competition. You have internet service providers that are also content providers like Comcast. Mm-hmm. I just ugh, I don't want to get into that because it just it just pisses me off. Because if we had true competition, like say in Europe or in Asia, where the, they're they're not ingle, uh, intertwined, I guess if you you would call it, where you can actually pick and choose and go a la carte and all that, it's just. Uh, there's actually a satellite company called Exceed that was just recently announced That's to be the one. like one of the top. That's the one. For broadband. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I was just trying yeah. to find that story. You know, it was like Exceed uh, for satellite and Verizon Files for tops for uh, best speed. And now here's another report that says we dropped to position number 23 in the world overall for broadband penetration. Hey, we're moving up in the world. Uh, Luxembourg's <laughs> kicking our butt big time. So is Denmark. I would love to see. Another update, another speed increase for my internet. I don't think I've seen one in about two years. Yeah, yeah. nobody's nobody's doing this. Is actually a, this is a and, huge and it's issue. Kind of ridiculous at this point. You need to move I to think. FiOS country if you want updates. But see, this is part of the problem: is yeah. FiOS is not being installed anymore. Nope. What does anybody know of any infrastructure, internet infrastructure being developed right now? No, and in the, in the, I thought it was Google. Well, Google Fiber. Yeah, but that's wor- it. But that's only yeah. one area. But you know what the worst thing about that is? You have AT and T, you have Verizon, you have these big telcos that are going into states and municipalities, trying to get laws passed to prevent those small cities and municipalities to install their own fiber connections because they're being underserved. 
I mean, we're, we are sitting. It's here, happening already. We sit. We are sitting here. Uh, we're looking. We're sitting at it from the video and media distribution angle. Oh, yeah. We're talking about video games. We're talking yeah. about people that want to do video game distribution. And meanwhile, nobody in any of these companies is seriously talking about actually continuing to deploy broadband. We've sort of just hit this crappy wall, and we're not moving forward. No, no, it's it's and it's, it's really it's, it's bad. Gonna, it's going to hinder us. It's, yeah, it, and we're already getting co- uh, countries that are smaller. It's than- like if we stopped building roads. All of a sudden, we just stop building new roads. We're not going mean, to. No, no, crazy. We'll, no. We'll, we'll, it's crazy. We'll stop building new roads, and what we'll do is we'll just patch them up. We'll just uh, we'll just keep them together. We'll just limit how many cars can be at the road at the same time. No, but but what we'll do, Chris, toll them if there's too many cars. That's the thing. We're going to toll them to keep the same infrastructure in place, right. and because we're not getting enough money in other ways. Yeah. All right. Sorry. No, well, Meanwhile, they're making incredible profits. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly. what I think is going to happen? I think this was going to happen. Right now, we have two main ways that the most of the U.S. get their internet it's either dsl through the phone lines which are literally 50 years old and they can't really squeeze any more speed out of them or it's cable which is owned by comcast or time warner yep. and they're not going to give us any more speed out of there as a matter of fact i think they're capped at at 100 megabit which for like a a, a neighborhood block right. or something well they're not even like capped it. at at speed but they're also capped at consumption they're they're Cast capping consu- yeah if god forbid if you go over 300 gigs or whatever their their limit is unless too, you have yeah. Well, it was, it was 250, 50. but they lifted it. Oh. Uh, and now Comcast, by the way, yeah. they bought the last controlling interest of NBC Universal. That's right. So now it's just, it's now Cable Town. So we've got basically a roadblock there. We've got a roadblock with cable, and we've got a roadblock with DSL with nothing really anyone can do. What about LTE? What about wireless? Is there expensive? I mean, it's too expensive. Right, but why is it expensive? Because they're making it expensive. Exactly. I don't think they have to. I don't think there's a. Um, I think that there is technical reasons why DSL can't go faster because it's literally 50-year-old copper. And cable is radio frequency going through that wire that's just, I don't think they can get more than 100 megabit to a neighborhood block out of that is at least what I read somewhere. But LTE has serious potential. I think that maybe that's the future of home broadband is we'll just get LTE modems. LTE is just as fast as my home broadband connection yeah. is right now. It's yeah. faster than mine, I did yeah. It the other day, and quite frankly, I didn't notice much of a difference. I mean, I, I'm sure I would notice it if I was like doing a lot of downloading See, and uplink, but if, or just playing browsing the internet and websites, it was just as fast. This is where Ver- this is where Verizon was thinking ahead. And let me I mean as far as a profit motive. What they did in western 13 western states is they had a whole bunch of copper, I mean a lot of copper, which was old, expensive to maintain and everything. They had a little bit of Fios, but majority of it was copper. What they did is they found a sucker, they found Frontier sure. Communications to buy it. Or they did something called like a reverse Morris Trust. I think that's what it's called. But anyway, they got rid of it. Okay? So now they don't have to maintain it anymore. They got a huge burden lifted off their shoulders. And now what they're doing is they're going back into those markets with LTE, with fixed LTE, charging them the same or a little bit higher price for a faster, better quality service than was ever delivered on DSL. And that's what they're doing. Uh, but the problem is, since no one else is doing fixed LTE other than Verizon right now, really, there's no competition, there's nothing to drive prices down, and that fixed LTE is also capped, usually, what, 5, 10, 20 gigs? I don't, super low. It's super low. Yeah, it's, it's super low. expensive it per low. gigabyte. I could never, I could never oh. use that as a home broadband connection. No one, no, right. we could. No, no one could. No, no one, one could. could. We're not doing these live streams, not watching Netflix, no yeah. way. No. 
No, nothing like that. But my point was that there's no technical reason why there's a cap. There's a cap because they're greedy. But there's no technical reason why there's a cap. I think LTE could be used for massive broadband. I hope. Um, I love the idea the of just like having internet through the air, right? Every device I have, if they were all LTE, they would just be connected immediately. You know, you could have LTE built into your laptop, LTE built into your phone, LTE built. You could have a network card that's just an LTE receiver. Yeah. No, it's it's it, it's it's completely completely frustrating, and hopefully sometime. What, what are you guys talking? No, he's no. got a, he's got a built-in cell antenna on this, yeah. this five-year-old beast over here, and he's just uh, able to flip it up. It's not LTE though. Oh jeez, <laughs> it's probably Edge. I don't know what would that would be at that. Uh, All right. Oh if man. If the card was in there, there's no card in it. Perhaps. Uh, and 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 speaking of of bandwidth, right when we start talking about it, the the flash queue is f- lighting up. So go um, figure that one. No, well, there's a there's a queue. Yeah, on, it's all on... it gets all cranky when your live stream gets all cranky. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So uh, anyway, uh, let's uh, let's uh, move on now uh, to a very popular segment of our show, which we like to call the picks of the week wait it's minecraft it's... gets all the fancy or minecraft me gets all the fancy bumps well i i need someone to make it's me some guest picks of the week wow the originating show doesn't get all the fancy bumps. no i understand well it's not the money making show yeah i understand yeah. <laughs> 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 um but it's time now for the picks of the week it's uh something uh technology gaming or other sites we like here on the network and uh we're going to start with our first guest of honor here in the studio uh, Mr. Chris Fisher. I can uh, make a bump. Picks of the week. There you go. See, I just did a bump for you on the fly. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. So I have a pick for you. You ready, Chase? Yeah, go for it, man. Now, uh, if you're on the internet, now, I don't know if you are, uh, but there's probably a good chance you're on the internet if you're watching this show, and you've probably come across complaining before. Maybe it's something you've made and somebody's complaining, right? Right. Yes. Well, uh, then there is a website you should send them to. <laughs> Instead of having to take them on yourself, send them to butthurt. <laughs> Reportform.com, butthurtreportform.com, and uh, you ask them to describe the nature of the butthurt, and then please tell them more about the butthurt, like uh, someone said something I didn't agree with, someone posted a cartoon drawing I didn't like, someone was enjoying a game of book television or show that I do not enjoy, you know, whatever it might be, you could also qualify if there's tears, uh, and tell them more about the butthurt, and then when you submit the butthurt claim, it gets filed with the butthurt department. And uh, (laughs) How many of those have you gotten? Well, I always just recommend people fill these out if they have an issue with something I've done. So it's not so much for me to get the report, is if somebody's complaining, I can send this their way and they can they can fill it out. Oh wow! So again, that's uh, butthurtreportform.com. Butthurt report and uh, there's one of those for um, I think parking as well. If you find some jerk that's a horrible parker, like they take up two spots, you can report them. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I should fill this out right now. Ah uh, yes, file my butt hurt. I'm very nice. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I dig it. It's it's very. Uh, I'm gonna report unprofessional. I'm gonna report that I'm Bilbo gonna, guy in your chat room. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna, you guys are gonna laugh. I'm gonna put that as a a, a quick uh, cut and paste and for Eve. Someone's <laughs> complaining here. Go here. Exactly. <laughs> it's perfect for that. Yeah. It's perfect. Oh, you got a problem here? Go here. Go here. Yeah, take care of it here. Yeah, these, these guys handle all of our. Like our one of the. Tell us more about the incident. Somebody somebody killed my dude in a video game. Yep. They blew my ships up while I was away taking a piss. Uh, I asked for a critique about my art or writing, and I got it. Again, fill out the butthurt form. I like this. Were there tears? You know what? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. And did I have hurt feelings? I'm going to say yes. Did I miss work? No. 
I didn't miss yeah. work. Oh, oh, you want you want? I'm sorry. I thought I switched back. My bad. No, you didn't. Did we lose sleep over the butt hurt? No, didn't lose sleep. So all these questions you can fill out to just sort of validate, you know, your butt hurtness. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good pick? Does that work? It's a website. It's not an app. Well, yeah. I have an app. Do you want an app too? No, no. This works. They, they have an app. Oh, okay. Oh, they have an app. No, I'm asking you. Oh no, I meant I like I meant like a desktop app. Oh. But this would be a great mobile app, wouldn't it? Like somebody's complaining to you, just hand them your mobile phone. And say here, fill this out. Fill this out. Yeah, just get back to me when you're done with this. Like when you go to the doctor's office before you get help, you have to fill out a form. Same thing. All right. Fair enough. All right. Thanks, Chris. Mm-hmm. Great pick. I like it. I'm gonna put that on our website and just Direct just go to the there. just yeah. I'll put it like a one of those a tiny URLs or you know shortcut URLs. They'll never know that they're going there. I'm filing my uh, claim right now. All right, Mister Joseph Huckabee, our next guest of honor. Why don't you uh, give us your pick of the week? Week. week. It's very weak. Oh, I'd be happy to. Sorry about the video quality. Um, it just went to heck. Sorry about that. Can you still hear me? Okay. I can hear you fine, even oh, though you yeah. went okay. to heck. You're yeah, okay. Yeah, I went to heck. Speaking of uh, uh, internet connection quality in the residential areas, mine's terrible right now. Um, my pick of the week it's is improving. called... <laughs> I, can, I can hear it improving. It's like it's someone's turning it up for you. Yeah, they're, they're hearing my butthurt complaint. Um, my pick of the week is something that runs in the browser, and it's called Voxel.js. Now, for those of you who don't know, Voxel is basically a big fat pixel and it's what Minecraft is kind of made on. Okay. Minecraft is a voxel-based game, so there's like big blocks. So here's why voxel.js is so exciting. Internet browsers are getting more and more advanced, especially Google Chrome and the uh, browsers that use the WebKit engine. Um, they can now do basically three-dimensional rendering in the browser and it's fast and it has high frame rate and it's nice and smooth. So this has sort of opened the door for people to make HTML5 games in the in the browser that are actually 3D. They can um, do things like take over the mouse, go full screen, um, audio's there. So they're getting all these pieces together, and somebody has made a really nice voxel rendering engine that runs in the browser. So that means that people, and it's open source, by the way. It's totally open source, and it's on GitHub, so the source is available for developers to get. So anyone can design a Minecraft-esque game that runs in the browser, and it doesn't require any plugins. It doesn't require Java. It doesn't require Flash. It just works. It's all built in. So it's pretty cool. The The only problems are that it's brand new tech, so it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's evolving. Right. And there are bugs. You know, the, Google is always making updates to it. The other problem is there's some browsers that haven't adopted the 3D stuff uh, in, in yet, and those are... Um, Safari and mobile iOS don't quite have it yet. Firefox has it. Um, Google Chrome has it. And I think there's a way to get it in Internet Explorer 10, the latest Internet Explorer. But you have to, you have to do something. Microsoft is, you know, Microsoft. They're, they're falling behind in the browser wars. But the point is that we're going to see a renaissance of web games in the future. I know we are. It is just all the pieces are coming into place. It has taken them years to get audio working right. It has taken them years to get 3D working right. I was really into the stuff back in 2007, 2008, when it was just emerging, when you could sort of do two-dimensional games in the browser, just barely. You could get some scrolling going. You could get a little jumper, little side-scrolling game, little mini-games, basically. But now there's so many more pieces in place where three-dimensional games, fully immersion is have possible. You, have you guys seen the WebGL demos you can get in Chrome and, uh, and some of the other browsers? Uh, there is uh, some full-on like 3D games now you can play on the latest builds of Chrome that uh, 
or I would say, or at, at least Quake quality graphics. Absolutely. In the browser. And, and you, you mentioned Quake. That's funny. Somebody actually ported Quake Two to run in the browser. If you look for Quake Two um, WebGL, you can find it. Someone actually brought a bunch of the levels over, and they're playable. It's crazy. Wow. But yeah, it's amazing. So like, no operating system needed. It'll just run. You can have a Chromebook, right, and it'll run. You can have any OS you want. Linux. Ubuntu. Ubuntu. It'll work. It'll yeah, just run in the browser. Really so neat. 3D gaming in the browser, it's coming, and we're going to get a free open source Minecraft in there soon. As long as it doesn't crash my browser, I'm okay with this. I just <laughs> the, the one thing that frustrates me with uh, Chrome is sometimes I think Flash will have a, uh, some sort of fit, and it will cause my browser to crash. Yeah, So it does. I'm just, I'm okay. I just, I don't know. Well, there was the key word in there. What? Flash. Flash, yeah, yeah, exactly. Third party, third party, closed source, proprietary Adobe plugin, which is known for crashing. Steve Jobs said it best: "It's crap." You know, (laughs) we need to stop making fun of the uh, of the internet connections because all of a sudden, like every everybody online just kind of crapped out. The queue filled up. I know. Suncast went to non HD. They hurt us. I love you, internet providers. I love you all. (laughs) You're great. We specifically made fun of Frontier. We were we were kicking on Frontier. Yes. They're watching. Joseph, awesome pick, uh, especially being a Minecraft fanboy. I especially <laughs> like that pick, so it's a very good pick. Thank you. John Bub! Suncast, what is your pick of the week, sir? All right, so uh, as many people know, and I think I've said this a few times on your show when I've been on, is that I, I've been building a uh, Hackintosh <gasps> or a computer that I intend to turn into a Hackintosh. What? Does Tim Cook know about this? No, no, no. <laughs> Nobody knows anything. Sure. So I've been basically getting all my advice from a website called Tony Mac X86. And now that I actually have this computer built that I intend to turn into a Hackintosh, Beast. I've been looking for, for ad- more advice on how to set it up and tweak it properly. Uh, and I've had a couple of issues where, you know, like I, I didn't like the CPU cooler I wanted, so I wanted to get some other suggestions for what to get or had some issues overclocking and I needed some help figuring out some other ways to get around this overclocking issue that I had. And when I've asked those suggestions, I've gone to the forums for Tony Mac X86. And uh, Chase was saying this earlier before the show started, how these forums for Tony Mac X86 are just absolutely wonderful. It's such a great community. And uh, a lot of times, and I'm sure Chase is the same way, We've been around the internet for so long. We've been in a part of so many forums and communities that you know a good community from from a bad community. Tony Mac X86 forums is a great community because there's just so many people that are doing what you're doing that also need help or have knowledge and and are willing to help uh, noobs like myself in their journey into building their first Hackintosh. And that's something that I think is extraordinary is the fact that you can actually make a post even if you are a noob, and you'll actually get extremely helpful advice. Um, the guy that I've been dealing with mainly, I think, is DBP. Awesome guy. He's always responded and offered great advice for me as far as, um, <clears throat> excuse me, building my Hackintosh. And you just don't find that with a lot of other forum and places out there on the Internet where you want to ask a question or have something that you need help with. And nobody ever responds. Or if you're a noob, oh, shame on you. You're a noob. Why don't you go search first? They don't do that at Tony Mac X86 forums, which is one of the reasons why I just absolutely love that. And I can't recommend it more enough. 
No, if if you're if you're taking a big plunge and 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 wanting to learn about building a Apple computer using off-the-shelf PC component parts, and they have literally a great buyer's guide where they will give you links and walk you through to the most perfect compatible parts. You want to make absolutely sure that it's going to work with with what they have. This is the site to go to. Uh, Tony Mac, x86.com. Unibeast. And Unibeast is incredible. That will actually give you the ability to put your downloaded mountain lion onto a USB drive (laughs) or line. It does support line or mountain lion. And boot from it. And boot from it. Absolutely. No, it's it's a great site. Because I've been to other forums where if you're a noob, they just yell at you and tell you to go search or they just aren't generally nice. They're not helpful or they take, they never respond. Nobody ever responds to you. And that's just not helpful at all, and, and that's why I love Tony Mac X86. Awesome pick. No, and uh, I've I've used their tutorials many many times in building, and and also when I run in those weird errors or things that aren't quite working right, or if a new update has just come out and I want to make sure it's safe. <laughs> to that's install. what I use it for, right <laughs> yeah, there. That's, yeah, that's what I use it for. Yeah, no, I have some production hackintoshes, and I got to make sure before I update them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I got, I got. Right underneath your feet down there. I got two of them as well. So, no, great, great pick, Suncast. John, awesome pick. Uh, My pick this week, pick of the week, pick of the week, is a hardware pick. Now, uh, I picked up uh, a couple of WeCube IPS 1440p beautiful monitors. I love them. Very, very. You got two of them now. I, I have two of them now. One was a donation. One was out of my pocket. And uh, the one thing is when I'm, when I'm dealing with video, I want to be absolutely sure that the colors that I'm seeing on the monitor are uh, accurate representations of what the colors are in the real world. Especially if you're doing anything with video or photography. It's very, very important. So uh, a company uh, by the name of Data Color has these products called spiders, and actually my spider's a little spider. It's a little, it's a little. Ah! Uh, little. Uh, what if I have arachnophobia, Chase? Uh, then you might want to stay away. Oh gosh. It's a little. Uh, my spider's uh, tangled up. There what's, we go. What's going on over there, Chase? Uh, <laughs> Your spider is tangled up. Uh, here it is. So here's my my spider. I'm gonna hold it up to the camera. This is the Spider Four uh, Pro. And the reason why I will make this my pick of the week is you can get a, a, a Spider 4, I want to say Express, I believe is their, their, their entry-level version. But the problem with the Express is it does not support multiple monitor profiles. So if you have a, a multiple a profile or multiple monitor setup like I do, you want to uh, have them all load for all your monitors as your computer boots up. So the way this works is there's a software package that plugs into your USB port. It runs through a, uh, a series of tests where you, you put your monitor and your, your room lighting in normal for you. So you adjust the brightness, and then you swing this over this way. This is a weight. So this swings over. This goes against flat against your monitor screen, and you let it run through its calibration procedure. It takes about 10 minutes, maybe 5, 10 minutes, and it will accurately give you a before and after and calibrate your monitor uh, with a color profile. 
Uh, and the neat thing also about the Pro is you, if you buck up a few more bucks for the, I think it's the Elite software package, this works. So you, you can buy the Pro. What I would suggest is buy the Pro. And then if you're interested in doing, say, TV calibration, then you can buy the Elite software package later. So you don't have to buy the Elite. If you buy the Elite now, that's fine. But I, I do have a link here in, in the show notes. So this is a link to our uh, to Amazon. It's 169 with Prime. Um, and you can have that in a couple days. But according to them right now, it's taking an extra one to two days to process right now. Uh, but I would definitely... <laughs> it's Amazon. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely suggest this if you're if you're wanting to make sure that colors are right. And I run this every uh, few months. It's got a, a an easy calendar reminder feature. I cannot say too many not I can't say anything bad about this. And also uh when you're not in use, you leave it in this it's got a little cradle that sits on your desk and it will also adjust based upon ambient lights. So sometimes I have all the studio lights up and I'm working and then I'll maybe I'll turn off the studio lights and I'll just have one light on. It will adjust the brightness of my monitor hmm. based upon the ambient light level. Well, that's nice right there. So I'm it like, still does cool. stuff for even when you're not calibrating. That's right. That's cool. Yeah, it's got That's awesome. Yeah, the the sensor, there's a sensor in the front if you if you notice here. There's like uh there's that top part is a light, but that center part is an ambient light, light sensor. sensor. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I highly suggest it. It's uh, if it's something where, you know, you play games, or you do photography. It's more for video and photography buffs, but definitely photos, right? Photos. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need you you need this. Uh, and actually, if you're a, I would say a semi-pro photographer, and you don't have one of these, dude, come on. Then they're probably not pro. <laughs> That's why you're not pro. So Chase, Chase, if you put this thing to the real test, turn off all the lights in your office, oh, and on. then turn on the, and then turn on the red bar behind you and make it solid red, so oh, there's God. nothing but red light in there, <laughs> and then see if it adjusts the monitor to compensate. <laughs> I'll be no, actually, it will throw up a uh, an error message. It will, it will it will tell me that your ambient light is a little too low. You need more oh, wow. light. It will actually tell you if you're if you want something to be accurate, you have to have a uh, uh, the proper amount of ambient light. So uh, if you okay. if you don't, it will it will say uh, you might need more ambient light. So okay, interesting. No, that's my pick. We'll have a link uh, to my pick and everyone's picks in the show notes, and you can find that at geekgamerweekly.com. Uh, so uh, before we wrap things up, I I want to uh, tell everybody uh, some changes that are coming to the show. <gasps> you guys okay? You got asthma? You guys all right? <laughs> huh? Did you hear something? Yeah, I mean you you're having problem breathing there. You okay, Chris? I didn't hear anything. Oh, crazy. okay. They, uh, they caught John. You might want to check your headphones. You might have like another, another audio feed. Yeah, I might have some sort of back feed happening. Hello? All right, anyway. So, uh, <clears throat> we're still going to deliver the, the news. I think it's important that we deliver the top news with our own flair and personality uh, because there's a lot of you guys that have received emails where you like to hear our take on things. So, we're still going to deliver that. However, um, I also want to deliver uh, some things that are more geeky and more gamey. Uh, Gaming in the sense, not gamey as in going for wildlife and <laughs> deers and stuff. So but you are in Washington. We are in Washington, the great Pacific Northwest. So what I'm going to ask for you guys that are watching, downloading, listening, streaming, whatever. Hey, if there's a particular uh, tech question that you may have, uh, say, you know, you want to know what the best Linux uh, distribution to install is, Chris Fisher. That's 
That's right. a, that's a complicated. Yeah, yeah, come on. That's, that's, sorry, I'm sorry. It depends uh, on what you need. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was. Uh, where, I can't answer that question. Where, where, where should I buy? If you want to play Steam, probably Ubuntu. Okay. Where Where should I buy audio cables from? Monoprice. Monoprice. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> what? What? What was? Monoprice. Monoprice. Well, okay. That was Monoprice. <laughs> anyway, so if uh, so, basically, if you have your tech questions and also gaming questions, how to questions, really any relationship questions, relationship questions. Uh, we have a new email address. Brand spanking new. The email address is weekly at geekgamer.tv. So send in your questions. It can be video questions. It can be audio questions. Whatever you want. Send us your technology or gaming-related questions and comments to weekly at geekgamer.tv. And as we receive these questions, we will be building those into the show. (gasps) (gasps) Because I still want to deliver the top news in the world of gaming and technology. However, I also, you know, we have such a combined experience. Um, well, actually, John's got more than I do. I mean, John's, what are you, how old are you now, John? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. The age, bringing up the age. Uh, Chase, that's ageist. That, that is ageist. Hey, you know I am ageist. You can do now? What's that, John? You, you can go to butthurtreportform.com. Uh, <laughs> you were waiting for that. Very, yeah, very what, good. What? what? I right gotta here. fill that out. Gotta right, fill, right, right you got to hurry up. You it's on the screen. You All keep, right. Now I got to, yeah. Keep it in a tab, right? <laughs> so, let's see. You got to keep that up items, in a tab at all. So, uh, please item. send us your technology or gaming related stuff to weekly at geekgamer.tv. And as they come in, we'll, we'll formulate show, uh, show, show prep around it. I mean, we really will uh, we'll get into it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. To get into the how tos and, and what's and why's. Uh, and I want it really to be driven by our community. We have a great community uh, at geekgamer.tv, and I really want to get you guys involved and be a part of this new really relaunch show. Because really, this is brand new, refreshed, HD, new intro, throwback to some older music, which I, I missed. So it's back now. So hopefully, you guys can be a part of the process. Send them in weekly at geekgamer.tv. And if you don't want to send any emails direct, you can always head over to our website at geekgamer.tv and use the contact form there, and you can do that. Never mind the link that takes you to butthurt.com. And don't go to butthurt.com. <laughs> and if you don't submit, then they'll just sit here and have nothing to talk about next week. No, we'll just we'll just do this. Just next. sit here like this. We'll come up with our own topics. No, I mean, you got to get you got to get emails to weekly at geekgamer.tv or there's going to be no show to talk about. Are you serious? It's all up to them, Chase. It's up to them. Only them. Only them. Only Otherwise, you guys just sit here on your hands, right? I guess. Chase, I'm just trying to give them a little incentive. I know. I'm just trying to be nice, Chris. Trying to put things on the line. That way they get off their butts and email you. Uh, fair enough. Chris Fisher. Sir? You do some in- independent entertainment on demand, don't you? JupiterBroadcasting.com. Isn't that, isn't that wow. special? Go get the Linux Action Show. We just put it out there, and yeah. Steam was one of the topics we talked about. Uh, also, Ubuntu Phone. Gonna be a, the first images will be available next week. We talked about that over there, and uh, we also talked about uh, making things happen automatically on your Linux box. Oh, look at that! Your, your freeze frame. Look at that. You see the lens flare in there? I like that. That's, that little, that's right, a little, little uh, homage to JJ. Ah, uh, that's so much. And the wrath of Kron. Yep, the wrath of Kron. <laughs> see what we did there? Uh, use little... code Linux two ninety five to get a dot com for two dollars ninety five cents. That's right, Linux two ninety five. <laughs> very, very nice, Jupiter. 
broadcasting it. And by or the, that fantastic unfilter show. Oh wait, the, that wait, handsome I, devil Chase Nunes. Are, are you, is on are you there. talking about this show right here? That one right there. This show right here. That one right there. That 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 is a, a fine fine show. That we do uh, typically every Thursday evening, but will be Wednesday evening this week. Mm-hmm. You guys have 37 episodes in that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> it is, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, oh, and, like and, and uh, also you're on the Twitters at Chris L-A-S. That's true. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chase. Mr. John Kessler. What? Uh, <laughs> wow. Sorry. 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 Yeah. Uh, John's not on any social media, so you mm-hmm. cannot find him. But you can find him on Eve. Yeah, I was going to say, if you play Eve online, you can yeah. probably find him pretty easily. John will destroy you. Right, John? Yeah. I will break you. Your ship into pieces. <laughs> I will ship you from the pieces. Yes. You wanna, can you tell us your, your Eve online name? No. Why? Because we want to find you in, in the world. We want to find you in yeah. the one He's world. He's going to be fighting off the girls if, he, uh, if you make him do that. <sighs> New horrific you know ones. You just go to his auto repair shop and ask him for his name. That's right. Yeah. Remember Woodenville Sports Cars in Woodenville, Washington. Just call the number. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the one answering the phone. That's right. They're like, is this really John? You'd be like, yeah, I'm just. Yeah, it's uh, me. Hey, how are you feeling, John? <laughs> Not so ducky. <laughs> They'll call you up just to ask you how you're feeling. Hey, what's the ducky level today? <laughs> Click. <laughs> awesome, John. Thanks so much, man. Uh, Mr. Joseph Huckabee, or Joe Huckabee, as we know you. Indeed. About.me slash Jay Huckabee is your website. Where does that go? Is that So well, that's your that's about just, page? Yeah, it's just an about page. I'm not promoting anything specifically right now, but I will say uh-huh. that I'm launching something really cool later this year, and it has to do with Minecraft, <gasps> and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be really amazing. cool. It's an online service that is just going to revolutionize Minecraft, and you're all going to love it, and it'll be announced on Minecraft Me and maybe even this show, and we'll see. Yes, and for everybody who wants to see what you look like again, there's your website. <laughs> man, my mom, my mom took that picture. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you're kind of doing a little modeling thing there, man. You're just yeah. kind of you're looking out towards the horizon, <laughs> thinking about the future, thinking about the future in an eight. At, le- at least, at least that picture's HD. We should have just had it on that the whole time, and it would have been an HD show, 100. percent That's true. No, no. Joe, I, is your dad standing off to the side making you know? Snide comments or something. Yes, he's, he's kicking. He's, he's kicking me to this off the side. Yes, that's and you're like out. you're like looking at him going. Oh, yeah. click! Oh, there's a picture there. Oh man! By I'm the way, saying, just take the picture and let me go. <laughs> John John Kessler or uh, late breaking news. According to New Berific in the chat room, uh, there's going to be an Sao live action movie with a release date unknown. Nice. Noob, where'd you find that? <laughs> After the show. Come on. Uh, Mr. John <laughs> Bob, he's the guy that keeps everything together over there at GFQ Network. But you can also follow him at suncast.com or suncast on Twitter. Or you can also buy a suncast at the store. No, that's sunkissed. Uh, oh. I was thinking of a drink. Oh. Yeah, that orange That'd drink. That'd be crazy if you could buy me at the store. How cool would that be? Everybody could pick up a Suncast. Yeah, the only problem is... How much would you cost? Yeah, I would do a price match, and I would probably take you back at 14 days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you hold everything together at uh, GFQ Network, which is the guys from Queens Network. Are you you guys still calling it guys from Queens Network, or is it now just GFQ Network? Uh, I I think we're making a switch over to GFQ Network soon. Okay, so so, so, but right now it's guysfromqueens.com. GFQ Network, where there's a whole load of shows. And actually, this show 
is there as well. You can watch it there, too, if you want to. It's the great fucking quality network. You can also watch uh, <laughs> Tech News Weekly, which is the other show that I do on uh, Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern. 5 Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific time, which is tough for me to do. I Actually, I may not be on another show for a long time because guess what? I have a job. Well, I start in a week. Yay. Yes. I start in a week. Uh, and once I sign my I-9 form, which is the uh, the form where they certify and verify that you're legal and you can work in this country, uh, then I will announce where I'm working. Uh, but in the meantime, not yet. But I'm very excited to be going to this company. It's a small little software company in Redmond. Uh, they do some online stuff. It's not Microsoft. So when I say small, <laughs> people think, oh, Microsoft, huh? No. Uh, but I'm totally excited. I- I'm totally stoked. And uh, my name is not John Bubb. <laughs> I had a glance over. I'm like, no, I'm not John Bob. Um, as a reminder, you guys, uh, we're, uh, you know, we've been making see, the move. See, I can control your computer too. <laughs> That's right. Oh wait, why is my mouse moving? <laughs> Crap. Um, all of our stuff is over on our website at, at, at geekgamer.tv. Uh, we have our very latest Minecraft me there. We finished off Hero Brian's mansion in a great finale. It was an awesome episode. Uh, special programming note, if you're watching us live right now, Minecraft Me will be live this Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Wow. So, yes, if you're at work, you're going to have to sneak away. Uh, but it will be released normally on Thursday. Uh, but we're doing it on Tuesday because I'm doing some traveling towards the tail end of this week. Uh, so, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time at live.geekgamer.tv. And uh, tell a friend about us and uh, there will be soon an hd feed on itunes of geek gamer weekly it's not there yet uh but it will be soon so if you want to subscribe to the video hd version of geek gamer weekly uh we'll have a link on our website when it does launch so that's it well you guys awesome show we're very happy to be back i want to say a big thanks again to all of our guests mr uh, chris fisher joseph huckabee John Bubb, and John Kessler. My name is Chase Nunes. Until we all talk again, we are all silent. Say goodnight, Gracie. Just ducky. Goodnight, Gracie. Bob Saget. Go faulty. He won't watch this anyway. We miss you, Joe. <laughs>